Today is Friday, and you've reached the Kelly Wenland Podcast. On today's podcast, we talk with Stephen Clark about business transformation. Coming up next. 420 parts per million. Another glacier gone day. But if you just accept your Lord and Savior, it won't matter in a way. And we are live with Stephen Clark. How are you this afternoon, Stephen? Oh, very well. It's good to be with you. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for making time to come on the podcast, videocast. I, I, don't, I guess I don't know if it's, do I call it a video podcast now? I don't know when, when you add video, if you have to change the name of it or not. I'll have to, I'll have to look up and see. You're vlogging. Is that what I'm doing? I'm vlogging. Yeah. I'll have to yeah. check and see what the kids say that I'm actually doing so I know. <laughs> um, so... I did some research on what exactly is business transformation, and I looked at the definitions, and, and they're kind of all over the board, and there's a lot of marketing that goes on, it seems like, when people talk about business transformation and what that means. But um, kind of a common thread, I would say, is if the enterprise is changing or if something significant to the business in the business is changing that impacts the technology people process at that point, it becomes magic that it's that magic threshold of business transformation. Would you agree, disagree with that? I definitely think that's one large dimension to levels of change that warrant the capital T transformation label. I think there's probably some more we can unpack, but I think that's a a healthy aspect of what uh, either compels people to evolve for aspirational reasons or for risk mitigation and problem-solving reasons, right? I think it's equally motivated in, in and from both directions, uh, but there's a scale of it that we'll talk about probably today that takes us into the transformational space that other considerations that still might be mission critical uh, perhaps only impact a smaller set of stakeholders or uh smaller set of teams, departments, or portions of an operating model. So, it, but, but yeah, it's certainly a critical aspect of it. Okay. Is it, so is, is a business transformation project ran differently than a, than a large, you know, fill in the blank IT kind of program? Is there more planning? Is there more change management? Is there more of any particular one of the, you know, six things that are important to completing a regular project or how do you view that? Mm, well, I, I think I'd answer yes uh, to each one of the sub-questions, right, which begins to unpack why they become complicated and fraught with with risk if not given you know, sufficient attention by folks who've been at the enterprise level and, and down in the weeds equally. Um, you know, something to, to think about from a super high-level perspective is can organizations articulate what's in it for all key stakeholders from the C-suite to the rank and file individual contributors. And the more of those roles across those vertical uh, aspects of uh, organizational structure, the more transformational you probably are, are looking at the effort being, and the more important your method needs to be able to encompass the cast of characters. So I think that communications management 
uh, anticipated uh, voice of the customer-led success criteria and financial implications of how to assure what's in it for everybody gets invested in so that everybody succeeds from their point of view become greater underpinnings for overall transformational program or project success in a way that things at a smaller level perhaps don't require as much of that forethought and um, uh, impact assessment and forecasting. So we can talk, there's a lot in that. We can talk about that. Well, you mentioned a couple of things that are really a bunch of things that are interesting to me, but one in particular is you mentioned the C-suite and their role in all of this. And it's common for the C-suite to make the decision and and uh, and want to be engaged in these kind of large projects. But oftentimes they're pulled into the how do you keep the daily operations running because they're responsible for shareholder value and, and you know, how keeping big current customers happy and all those kind of things. Can Can an IT group be responsible for a transformation project alone or how it and be successful or, or does it absolutely require the business to be lockstep with IT to finish a, a project that's of that scale? Well, even, even in organizations that think of themselves as predominantly technology-oriented organizations, maybe they make technology products, they sell and deliver technology services, even in those what I'll call pure uh, technology organizations, the ability for the CTO, the CIO, maybe the CISO, the Chief Information Security Officer, to succeed at ensuring adoption and uh, behavior change and data quality and availability and system performance objectives requires they work hand in hand with their CFO and their head of human resources and strategic planning and uh, chief operating officer and, and ultimately CEO and board. So thinking about how to uh, reveal value from those different operating C leaders, uh, vertical domains, what's in it for them, it almost is never short of politics uh, in uh, the technology team's uh, least interest. There's always a benefit to, to collaborating, I think, and driving champion sponsorship, you know, from as high a level as you have availability and, and, and a, a capacity to incorporate these kinds of championing messaging themes into that team's, uh, you know, maybe monthly cadence and reporting cascades communications for theme-based purposes, right? Not necessarily day in, day out, week in, week out, uh, you know, hands dirty overview because they need to delegate that down and and across. But uh, certainly from a why perspective, being able to articulate uh, how a whole organization going through a change curve is good for the whole organization internally and for their external customers. It's, It's a shared mission, I think. Yeah. Which makes sense. Is it when you walk in the door at a company that says, hey, we're doing we're going to have a transformational kind of project. We we need some advice. Do you have a a playbook with a methodology when you walk in or are you asking questions and trying to determine where their potential weaknesses are? And you put emphasis and a plan around based on that or how, how do you how do you approach it? Oh, so absolutely. I mean, this is a structured method with you know, lowercase m, it's not about tools, it's not about, 
uh, uh, you know, formal interviews, although there are tools and discovery techniques that are really concrete and repeatable, and we bring those to the plate. What I often think about from a middle-out perspective, meeting directors, senior managers, vice presidents, senior vice presidents, if not beginning at the C-suite, right, living in the middle of operations, working up to the C-suite and down to individual practitioners, is we ask three sets of discovery-related questions. What processes work well today? What doesn't work well today? What practices that allow those processes to begin and end successfully are delegated to which stakeholders in which roles. And amongst all of that, amongst what's working and shouldn't stop, should continue and expand and be repeated, where are the pains from those stakeholders' perspectives? And based on what we find out of those two levels of of discovery, what are your in-scope processes for transformation and what practices are you aware of? You know you've got gaps. We can figure out where are the intersecting perspectives that are going to have to evolve. And that often is where we then begin to get involved with senior leadership who have the most longstanding, widespread level of insights, responsibility, and accountability to help take transformation to its conclusion. Because we think most big transformations are successful when people understand how to connect changes in perspective to changes in process and practice. So yeah, there's, there's definitely a method. Nice. That's a, a great, uh, that's a great recap of, of how someone can approach it. Uh, and uh, so I'll, I'll end us here. Uh, really appreciate your time this afternoon and for everyone out there, you are listening and watching the Kelly Wendland vlog podcast. Thanks, Stephen. Have a great evening and a great weekend. Yeah, you too, Kelly. Thank you. Talk soon. Yeah, it's always a treat. Yeah. Yesterday, just give me people say.